0: Hey guys, time for a very special announcement. I'm very excited to introduce you all to Howl.fm. This is the best and most convenient way to listen to all Episodes of Happy Sad Confused. It's on the web at Howl.fm and on the go with the brand new Howl app. You can stream and download all Happy Sad Confused episodes that have been released in the past six months with this, guys. And you can go beyond just the shows with behind the scenes photos, commentaries, and much more. Plus, if you want to upgrade to Howl Premium for only $4.99 a month, you'll get exclusive access to the entire. Happy, sad, confused. Archive every single episode going all the way back, and to all the Earwolf and Wolf Pop archives. This includes all episodes older than six months. Six months all have been remastered. No ads on any of them. Plus, only with Hal Premium, you can listen to hundreds of hours of. WTF with Mark Marin, the gold standard guys, right? You can hear all the classic interviews with Robin Williams, Louis C.K., and so much more. Howl has also partnered with some of your favorite hosts and comedians to develop Howl Originals, brand new shows available only with Howl Premium. You really need to check it out. Check out great new series from Lauren Lapkus and the AV Club right now. Already, there are 10 brand new hilarious Howl Originals, and they are adding new shows every week. So get access to all this exclusive content Both on your phone and on your desktop with Howl Premium for only $4.99 a month. And with the promo code HAPPY, you get a full month of a free trial. So go to Howl.fm, enter the code HAPPY at checkout, and you're off and running. Remember, you can use Howl on your phone or your computer, but you can only use my promo code on the Howl.fm website. Go to Howl.fm. That's H-O-W-L dot F-M. M and use the promo code Happy for one month free trial of Premium. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. I'm Josh Horowitz, and this is my podcast. In just a few moments, you'll hear the lovely sounds of Allison Brie, Star of Community, Mad Men, and Sleeping with Other People. But before that, let's just talk. You and I. Actually, let me bring in some friends. Let me introduce you to the After Hours players, Michael Wolf and Joel Hannock. Hi, guys.
1: Hi. How's it going? That just sounded disingenuous. <laughs> yeah. You awesome kind of had thing.
2: an announcer affectation. And maybe I the heard.
1: only time you've referred to us as a friend <laughs> <laughs> instead of a minion.
2: Um, if
0: you've listened to past episodes of Happy Second Fused, you've heard... Uh, from both Joel and Michael in the introductions. Um, they are equal components yeah. of the creative uh, engine that powers After Hours and in my interviews. And uh, they just so happen to both be in my office right now. So this is this is kind of special.
2: Yeah, this is the first time we've ever been in a room together. That's For a long true. time, I thought that we were the same person. Because I was like, I'm never in the same place as him. We you're, must be the same
0: person. You're both equally miserable people in your own way.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty good point. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that you said you're gonna hear the sounds of Alice and Brie. Yeah. Do you think maybe we should do some of those sounds? Give them a taste. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna cue them up? Well, yeah, you were because okay. well, Ma- we made a soundboard out of Michael,
0: it. Michael, you were you were in the in the room. Yes. Um, I allowed you to watch. You like to watch. Uh, yeah.
2: Actually, you were around when I. I wasn't around for the podcast. You're right. I I, the I, I'm losing. It. So what? Here's with her the, and Jason Sudunkas. Yes, a
0: little, a little context. So, so Allison came by uh, the other day, yesterday, as we taped this, uh, to do the podcast. Uh, sat in my uh, weird, creepy office and was nice enough to uh, chat about a great many things, including sleeping with other people, which is a fine new film opening this Friday, September 11th, um, and of course her her run on Community and Mad Men. Um, she's newly engaged to the equally lovely Dave. Franco, what a cute couple! Come on.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. That's you didn't really know. Cool. Yeah,
0: no. they're a power couple. I try to stay out of other people's business. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the right business then, yeah, yeah. Journal, uh, journalism, etc. Yeah.
2: No, my yeah. If I was a journalist, I'd just. I have no questions because uh, that's your business. <laughs> I leave. I leave you alone. You leave me alone. Whatever. Have you a good day. volunteer. That's
0: yeah. fine. Yeah, exactly. So Allison, uh, stop by for the podcast. It was lovely. And then afterwards, we uh, we did it for real. No, we went. We 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 did a. I didn't mean that. God, you guys just looked at Uh-oh, that.
2: Dave's gonna be mad. No, I
0: didn't mean that. I meant. I meant we did it for real. Meaning we did it on camera. Oh, oh God, nice. I need to stop talking. We talked on camera.
2: Yes. In and an interview setting.
0: No, no nothing happened. Oh, right. Um although uh, you are Although R2D2 was uh used as a sex object in the course of the interview with her and Jason Sudeikis.
2: I'm to say this was one of the most sexually explicit uh video interviews I've seen. You made them demonstrate how they mastered. Well,
0: that's not say it made them. Come on, that's like I'm forcing them like uh, at gunpoint. Right. Yeah. Was, was, the
2: gun wasn't pointed at them.
0: <laughs> it I, had it, I had it staring at going, girl, like going like up it. in the air. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A knife I was brandishing. Uh, No, they were hysterical. And it was appropriate, if that's the word uh, given the film, which is... highly sexual in nature. I mean, it's a romantic comedy, but it's actually a very raunchy romantic comedy. Um, but uh, it, was, it was a fun interview. So check out that on MTV.com. We're cutting that video um, next week, or actually this week as you listen to this. Uh, check out the fun interview with Jason and Allison. And in a moment, you'll hear uh, the lovely extended conversation with Allison alone. Uh, what's going on, guys? What do, what do we know, need to know about your lives right now? What's new?
1: We've all had sex, right? In general or with, with general? each other. With each other.
2: Just to put that on the table. Yeah, great. Okay. Yeah, why
0: worry. are you why Just is that submitting. fit under what's new?
2: Just making sure we all know. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not new. Okay, fair it's... enough.
0: I regret asking you what's going on. Um here's some questions from Twitter. Okay? <laughs> here we go. Um if you had to choose one person you've interviewed to go for drinks with, who? Oh man. That's that's a, that's that's a tough one. Um um who would be fun i think yeah joel it's like you have a you have a suggestion what do you got well i was gonna say
1: se- came to mind was well, bill
0: murray oh bill bill that's a good one bill murray i would say uh jennifer lawrence would be fun she's a good time gal uh who else uh what else you got michael who do you who do you want to drink with celebrity wise um, let's see i uh betty white I I wasn't around for Betty White, but <laughs> hell yeah. Man, yeah, I'd have
2: PDA Light with her. Will um,
0: Ferrell, good to kind of kick fine. back a few. Um, Danny McBride. Oh, it'd Mc-
2: be, be a treat.
0: McBride yeah. would be a good one. <laughs>
2: Simon Pegg. I think I'd have a lot of fun with. Simon
0: nice. Guys. These are these are excellent, excellent uh, suggestions. Um, oh, and
2: of course, Bill Murray. And yeah. Bill Murray. Well, that, Go, was,
0: that was <laughs> that, that was Joel's credit. Okay. Just, uh, favorite Jennifer Lawrence moment. I assume this means in in our illustrious work together. I,
2: I would. I think like when she was conceived. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. That well, that was a good start. But I would say uh, the after hour sketch we did way back when Joel remembers this. We 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 kind of caught her right at the right moment she had just signed on for hunger games
1: before she knew that she could say no yeah before she knew (laughs) any
0: better
2: that she was better than you
0: exactly um no but it was it was a really fun shoot um and it was it was basically her uh getting me ready for it was the the time i was gonna co-host the movie awards pre-show for the first time and Uh she was getting me in line um for that and she was hysterical and and it's a funny sketch to this day
2: was she coming right off of the winter's bone movie uh, Winter's Bone had just happened. Oh, that's a funny movie. She had
0: signed on for X-Men. The world was at her feet, yeah. Michael. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: It was a good time to be alive. It's really
2: exciting. Yeah, and that's a funny sketch, too.
0: I feel like you don't mean it.
2: No, I do. That's that's one that I really enjoy. Okay. I mean, they're all great. Uh, but they're what's all cool equally is that great. People can go on to to YouTube and see so many great older after-hour <laughs> sketches.
1: But I do think, yeah, she was great. It was just something where you meet her, and she was, like, what, 21 or 2 or 3 Sometime. at the time? And it's like, you're just... You're just to have your life figured out. You're just a human who has found their
0: place in the world. Right. And we're just. Do so you think right? that'll yeah. ever happen to you, Joel? No. no
1: that's why I, I was envious when I saw it.
0: And in the person, yeah. She was okay with you just crying in the corner. Oh, you were angry at me at that shoot because I yeah, blamed you, you, called, you for something. You what called happened? Me up. You, you flubbed a line. Yeah. Then
1: immediately turned to me and said, What are you doing? You're doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Quit chewing gum. <laughs>
0: no. I didn't say that. This is on tape. <laughs> that's so not. That does
1: not sound like me. <laughs> And then she said, uh, yeah, don't be Joaquin on Letterman or something. (laughs) But I just learned that your instinct was because you looked bad in front of Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Let's make fun of the guy
0: who's not in the scene. Um, Wow. I'm not a good human being.
2: I'm, no one's contesting right. I
0: was waiting for you guys to maybe, no?
2: Hey, Twitter, uh, <laughs> get at Josh Horowitz if you think he's a good human being.
0: Um, speaking of Twitter, always send in your questions to Joshua Horowitz. Um, now, now that it's been revealed, I'm a horrible human being. I apologize, Joel. I feel badly.
1: Thank you. It's on record. <laughs> and, and Joel, uh, how do you feel? It's going to take time. Yeah. Uh, this was a long time coming. This was coming, like four or five years is, ago. I mean, yeah. so let's, it
0: might be time to move on.
1: There's a, lot, there's a lot of other things on the list of things you should <laughs> right. apologize to me for. Um, that I can cool. cross off.
0: There's some really cool uh, after-hours uh, sketches coming up. We've been doing some fun brainstorming. We've, we've pitched a lot of great talent, and actually a lot of great talent has said yes, which Ooh. is insane. So look out uh, for some really funny sketches coming out on MTV's, uh, MTV News' YouTube channel. Um, and in the meantime, let's get right to it, guys, shall we? Mm-hmm. Here is the lovely, the talented, the star of sleeping with other people. Check it out this Friday, Allison Bree. Did
1: that was... you ask her about the Lego movie?
0: No, I failed. Uh, it's good anyway. Listen to it. Bye. Yeah, Should we, for we just jump me. right in? Yeah. I feel like I want to kind of situate.
3: Yeah you. I gotta situate so I can face so I'm not like turned no, sideways. I don't want you uh, facing me. We can me have a regular conversation. No, this is how
0: I do my thing. Is that okay? <laughs> so Allison how, how have you been? Wait I, I'm just realizing as I say this the don't. people listening don't realize what I'm doing. I'll I'm just si- describe it. He's I'm, yeah
3: <laughs> he's sitting across from you but he's angled yeah. in such a way that he's turned away from me. Sort of perpendicular to me, but is looking... Then his head is looking further towards the wall.
0: And now I'm, like, going into some some kind of, like, shock.
3: Don't look at me. Don't look
0: at me. It's good to talk to you today. We've never really... Like, I think I spoke to you once at Sundance for Mm -hmm. Save the Date. Yeah. Um, But I'm excited to talk to you about this film and about all your crazy uh, shenanigans throughout your life. Yeah. Are you ready?
3: There have been some crazy ones. (laughs) What's the craziest shenanigan, (laughs) (laughs) Allison?
0: Um... Where to begin? Where to begin? Uh, oh wait, he, here's something. Let's start with a name. Let's start go really basic. Okay. Okay. Brie.
3: <clears throat> yes. A delicious cheese. Yes.
0: Um, is I that
3: love brie cheese? I mean, who?
0: I mean, you would not be.
3: That's why a human being. I use that as my name? No, that's not mine. <laughs> it's my middle name.
0: Do you? Do you feel any kinship with the cheese because of that? Do you feel any kind of?
3: I do. I do. I have this great plate at home um, that has like a cartoon drawing of lionel richie and it says hello is it brie you're looking for (laughs) and it's my favorite cheese plate i use it all the time just for brie and then there's like a drawing of brie so you can put the brie right on that spot and it's from a fan i saw i found it on etsy and i tried to buy it and it was totally sold out this was like five years ago so i put something out on twitter like if anyone can find this will you send me a link and a fan just found it and sent it to me. This
0: is why social media was invented for these kinds of things. <laughs> That's to, when it was to still procure great. That's things when it was you can't still find for yourself.
3: working the way it was supposed to be working. Before I was it went like to the dark side. I put it out here and then it, it gets sent to me, to me here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm also looking for a new pickup truck. <laughs> low mileage on it.
3: Uh, could someone come put in a pool at my house or is that asking too much? I don't
0: think so. You've got devoted fans. Someone might take you up on that.
3: It's true, but then they'd know where I live.
0: Yeah, let's not go too far. <laughs> one, one or it's one step <laughs> or ten steps too far, perhaps. Over. So, was that a professional choice to go by the brie at some point? Absolutely. Yeah.
3: I was n- would never have used my real last name yeah. in a million years. I never even it because of didn't privacy even occur. issues,
0: or, or because it just didn't sound to you like the right kind of thing that would help your career. Frankly, or you whatever. know,
3: mostly because the name is Skirmerhorn for right. those who don't know, but it's spelled. To be honest, it's more. Well, I mean, I spent most of my life with people mispronouncing it. Right. So I think
0: you were done with that. You're come I was, on, guys. It was so
3: obnoxious, always <laughs> having to correct people about this name. That I just thought, oh, that doesn't seem, I don't know, it's just like asking for disaster. I just sort right. of thought, well, you just want a name that people are gonna yeah. recognize immediately, not one that they're not sure how they can pronounce. And more, I think it just, it was more personally, I found yes. it so obnoxious when people would mispronounce it.
0: What were the worst pronunciations you would get? I mean, I want, you, I want sure to take you hand, back to the horrible place.
3: Uh, like, people would just not finish it. Mostly <laughs> it would just, be, mostly would just be Shermerhorn instead of Skirmerhorn. And right. I don't know why it bothered me so much, but just the Shermer of it. It's Skrmerhorn. <laughs> it's Skirmerhorn. <laughs> Get it the right. The H is silent. <laughs> don't you know anything? <laughs> <laughs> so
0: did you dabble with any other names besides the using the middle one?
3: I think there was one day, you know, I went to CalArts and before graduating for, for theater, and before graduating, we did a showcase in New York and L.A. Yeah. So that was the time when, or maybe it was a little sooner. I guess my first year, I got a commercial agent sort of it's frowned upon at the school. And, and right. very quickly, I found out why, because it's impossible to do any sort of auditions when you're like in Valencia doing theater all day and all night. Right. Um, but when I went to meet with this commercial agent when I was 18... I was like, now's the moment. I'm not going to go in and use Skirmerhorn. So I I did make a list. I feel like I had I mean tried them out. I just made a list on paper trying to use my mom's made a name and sure. like my grandmother's made names on both sides and other names that it it just all seemed too weird. And you like, went to, why would you it respond? Was, it seemed like so weird to just remake your entire name. Right.
0: And you had it waiting there for you. It was it was it was right there. It
3: was right there. Also my dad who is an entertainment journalist, right. but he also is a musician. And his musical stage name has always been his first and middle name. Okay. So I think so I was just kind of yeah. like, oh, that's normal. That's how you do it. <laughs> None of us want to use skirmerhorn. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll just take the first two. There's a great rhythm.
0: Right, right. There's a little self-hate in there because you are. there's some Jewishness in there. There's yeah, some Jewiness, yeah, so you yeah. need a little self-hate.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's normal. It's normal. <laughs> of course, the the... The irony now is, then I changed my name and I'd go into audition rooms and I mean I didn't legally change it, but I go I'm yeah. using it, I'd go into audition rooms and people would be like, Allison Bry, is it Bry? <laughs> <laughs> it's skirmer, Hopper. <hooray! laughs> I'm just going to tell you how many times I've said, it's brie like the cheese. God almighty. Like the cheese. That's an easy way and to remember And you're not going to open the
0: can of worms, I assume, by doing some kind of um, uh, Franco brie hyphenation yeah, action? I've worked
3: too hard you to here. get this, this name settled. I think right. we can't change it. Right, right, right. There's no going back.
0: Although I feel like maybe he can do it, too. I mean, you know, it's 2015. <laughs> he, can, he can go Franco brie. And I feel like a Franco brie sounds like an, like an upscale brie cheese. <laughs> It
3: does. It does sound like, like a fancy level. brie, super artistic brie. Do you? Have, it's like a like a Cab Franc. Yes. Of cheese. Exactly. The, do you have the Franco brie? <laughs> just say it with a slight accent.
0: I'm telling you. I, that's for free. I'll
3: pitch it to him. I don't think he's gonna love it. <laughs> I'm predicting right now.
0: Um, Congratulations on this one. I, I didn't get a chance to see it when I saw you guys briefly in, in Sundance, but I saw it. Re- it's, it's a great film sleeping with other people and, and exciting for you, I would imagine, on many levels because, Absolutely. you know, you've had some great gigs going in TV, but like to get, you know, a, like a lead performance in an in a actual good movie, is, <laughs> it's kind of tough, as you well know.
3: Definitely. It was a big deal. I was a uh, huge opportunity for me. And and I took it very seriously. It yeah. was it was one of those scenarios where essentially you read a script and it's like your dream role in your dream movie. yeah. And then I met with Leslie the very next day, and we and we had a great meeting. Leslie and I are so are frighteningly similar in the fact that neither one of us ever stops talking, right. And we have no filter, and we just both just, I don't know. Fell right into something, and then I came in and did a chemistry read with Sudakis, yeah. which went so well. But you know, immediately after, you're overthinking. You're sort of like, I don't know. Could it have gone better? When you made that I one mean, joke, and I and I just laughed, <laughs> but I should have had like a witty retort, right. for the joke. Uh, I, I remember kind of as as well as easy as everything kind of yeah. felt. I was super nervous after the chemistry read. I left immediately to go to Italy, for, to Milan for a work thing. And then I was in Rome when I got a phone call saying that I got the job. So it was like kind of nice to be out of sight, out of mind, and then just kind sure. of learn.
0: So t- talk to me a little bit. Did you know Jason at all prior to this? No. He's, I mean, it's obvious to say, but he's insanely talented. I remember He's like,
3: amazing. I
0: remember the first, you know, we've done a lot with him at MTV over the years. And I did like a Q&A with him for Horrible Bosses um when he was hosting movie awards Mm -hmm. and it was like a live event. And I was just like, it's so stupid. Of course he's brilliant live, but like he just dominated (laughs) that for an hour and Bateman's there. Like great people are there, but it was like, it was the Sudeikis show. And I was, I've been in awe ever since that guy's got it.
3: Last summer while we were shooting this, I went and watched him do, there was a big improv festival here and he and Olivia did a scene together where this has a specific name, but I don't know enough about improv to know. But that, that, that this is a specific thing that right. they do every year at this festival, where one person in the scene learns the lines from a play, from a scene in a play, right? And the other person is improving. so the other person has to only oh say <laughs> the lines from the play that they learned and take it very seriously. Sure. And then the person's improv, it's like making it work like a real scene, it was so funny. And the two of them together were great.
0: What a horribly, disgustingly talented and beautiful (laughs) couple. I I know. I hate those people.
3: Oh, I love them.
0: No, I love them. Um, So so was it an intimidating experience? When you talk about like, okay, I've got this opportunity, I need to make the most of it. Like, are you like, were you primed for this? And were there different kind of jitters than you've had on other jobs because of that?
3: No, I don't think it was jitters. I feel like once I got the part, I I felt like I really understood the character immediately. So yeah. it wasn't that anxiety of like, can I do this? Right. It was more just like, I don't know. You just probably want to just do thinking, it. Get it I done. I need to nail this. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Was just, I just remember feeling very focused right. versus, you know, you're in New York shooting a movie. People want to hang. You know, it's like. Right. Let's go out tomorrow night. We're in the city. I was not that way no. at all. I was just like, no, I'm gonna go home, <laughs> look over my lines for tomorrow, and go to sleep. It was not till like right. really towards the end of the movie that Sudeikis would be like, "Let's go do karaoke Saturday," and I'd be like, "All right, I could Saturday. I could do. I, we're not minutes. shooting Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> One drink, I could do it. Right. Um, it was more that just like a real focused right. energy, but also. I think that made sense for my character as well. Even though the movie is a comedy, the character Lainey is a dark character. She's right. very emotionally vulnerable and yeah. very fragile. So for me, most of the shooting process was quite serious. Right. A lot of the scenes are very serious, even even ones that play hilariously, like um, the one with Adam Brody. Yeah. And I feel like he kills it and is so funny totally but the only way the scene works is if i'm like genuinely in turmoil sitting across from him i'm not just like part of the fun right so well even
0: some of those scenes with with adam scott who's again one of the smartest funniest guys on the planet but those are that's intense (laughs) really
3: intense those are really intense we shot those the first week of production because adam had to go work on something else And it just felt like we were shooting an erotic thriller. It was like, because every scene was just. And the Well, he had the
0: mustache for it, definitely. The
3: mustache, that was all his idea, too. It was like, I'm going to keep this mustache. And we were just like, okay, whatever you do, do whatever you want. We'll do whatever you say. Um, It was, especially also the way those scenes are written is so different from the rest of the movie where there is that friendly semi-romantic banter the yeah. scenes with Adam Scott are written like Chekhov there's just like so totally. much air there's like so much underlying meaning to what's going on yeah. it was it was creepy
0: how's, how, how's it uh, what's it like to have um I, I gosh I, I saw it actually in LA when Will hosted that Will Ferrell hosted oh, that, that screening last week I
3: popped by there I
0: saw you there <laughs> I didn't want to get in your business I knew oh, we were going to talk I know, soon I know. Um, I but, appreciate it. <laughs> thank you for keeping your distance <laughs> and, not, is enough. and not installing my pool on hours that were not approved.
3: I appreciate it. Um,
0: but Will, as a producer, is he, I mean, you've obviously worked with him on, He's great. on Get Hard. Well,
3: that was the f- other funny thing is is that I booked these jobs sort of back to back. So I found out that I got the part in Get Hard. Yeah. a week and a half before I found out that I got the part in this movie so it was just like a very Will (laughs) Ferrell-esque summer for me which is not a bad thing to have no it was great it kind of felt it felt symbiotic in that way that like I went in for Get Hard. I did not think I was going to get that part at all. Based so, on
0: going into it or coming out of that audition? You both felt a little uneasy? Or, going
3: into it. Coming yeah. out of it, I was like, I fucking nailed that. <laughs> I, think, I am the queen of comedy. <laughs> I can't lose. I, going into it, just the way the character was written, That was so much fun, but it's not a character I've played before. Right. Very different. And I think meant like when I was just picturing what that woman would look like, I'm like, oh, I'm not the actress that they're going to want for this part. Right. Which was an amazing type of freedom. Now I'm like, oh, that's the way you need to think before you go into any audition because I was like well, I don't think I'm going to get this, so I'm just going to push my boobs up as <laughs> high as possible and straddle a chair and just go for like, just be so irreverent. Yeah. And I, I had a great time. There was no nervousness yeah. in that audition because I was like, fuck it. Okay, what do I care? <laughs> this is just going to be funny. And, you know, and so and it was Clearly
0: great. that helps. Uh, so th- does, it's funny because you mentioned, like, not... You don't have like an improv background as far as I know, right? No. Which is, which is,
3: I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of surprising because you have got a wor- real handicap these days.
0: <laughs> but do you feel that? Because it, obviously you're able to mix it up with a Feral and a Sudeikis on like, this is the highest level it, of comedy.
3: It's great. Luckily, I've been surrounded by so many amazing comedians and improvisers that I just have become, I'm a quick study, you know, mm-hmm. I think that... Really working on the five year engagement was the first time I felt like I was thrown into the deep end in that respect because right. Siegel improvs so much. Chris Pratt, his mind is incredible. Incre- he's like a savant yeah. the way he thinks of jokes and not just jokes, but just interesting character driven sure. things to say. So,
0: and Stoller's like one of the like from that like house school of yes, like just and like Apatow screaming lines, right? It. You so, know. he was
3: there too. And Rodney Rothman, who is a producer, yeah. is the same way yelling out jokes and stuff like that. And – it was There was like a lot of confidence instilled in me right away from those guys just being like, uh, think of something funny for this part. Or Stoller being like, well, yeah. I mean, what would be funny during your speech? And I'd be like, oh, how about crying profusely and right. whatever. And they're like, yeah, do it. <laughs> so I think very quickly you were just like, oh, there's no real wrong answers. Sure. I was just learning on the job. And that was especially difficult because I was supposed to be doing that British accent the whole right, time, right. which did make me feel... Yeah, like I was to, always two steps behind trying to translate no totally into an accent, but but that was great. So it was great practice, and and since then I do feel like just every job I'm on, I try to yeah I try to like succubus onto <laughs> whatever. Who's that person parasite in the corner? Like... <laughs> oh, that's that's Brie. Alison Brie. <laughs> like what is Farrell doing? It's especially great working with Will because I grew up watching him on SNL, and like you know we all develop our own sense of humor and the way that you joke with your friends sure. from the stuff that we watch. Like I'm watching stepbrothers and making jokes in a cadence like they do. Oh, yeah, yeah, So when I'm on set with Will, I'm like, Oh yeah, we have the same sense of humor. Yours,
0: yeah, like, <laughs> the one that you instilled in me. <laughs> it's,
3: just, it's just like you remember your jokes that you do. I I right. do them still.
0: <laughs> and is there? There's no better feeling. I mean, I in my own limited way, we've done like sketches here for years, and like mm-hmm. I know doing stuff with Will and doing a sketch that's kind of improv based and like getting him to laugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's like the really ultimate. So like really, fun. and he is a it laugher. Is so He's sweet. someone that's giving in that way, which yes. is great.
3: Yes, totally. So, so sweet.
0: So it's surprising. Like I mean reading up on you you were hardcore theater kid
3: yes so
0: (laughs) you're like that would be 197 percent yes so what how did that manifest first it was it was theater wasn't it wasn't tv film i mean every kid is into tv film but you were you found theater no i
3: was real snobby about tv and film (laughs) when i was a kid i was i was like so into theater in high school but also weirdly like I don't know. I was always ambitious and was like, this is a thing I'm going to do. But I had some weird thing like, but I still want to have a normal childhood. <laughs> like, I think because, like, maybe because I grew up in South Pasadena and right. it's, it's Hollywood adjacent enough sure. that it's on your radar. A lot of movies shoot in South Pass because sure. it looks like Middle America. It looks like any town, USA. And so it was on my radar enough that even if my parents were like, do you want to go to the performing arts high school in Pasadena that everyone goes to? I'd be like. No, mom, you know, I really want to have a normal childhood I need and do theater on the side. <laughs> and then when I was in college and then I, so it was always just theater. My parents really wanted me to go to college and that was sort of our deal yeah. was me being like, well, I'm going to study whatever I want and that's going to be acting. And they were like, we don't care as long as you get a degree. And I was like, well, I'm getting a degree in acting. And they were like, we already said we don't care. Why are we still talking about it? So I went to CalArts and while I was there too, it, it, that school also is so, I mean, it's It's whatever Metier you're studying. It's like very intense. So it is if you're studying theater, it's all about theater. And and, you know, like I said before, it is you're not really supposed to like have an agent and be auditioning because it doesn't make any sense while you're there studying. And there's no time anyway. But I don't know. I I, I was snobby about it. I just remember being so into theater and independent film, obviously. Of course.
0: Yes. Um, Big Vim Vendors (laughs) fan.
3: Joking. Right. I was just talking with some friends about I think it was Michaela Watkins was like, remember that time in, in everyone's lives when you're like first discovering independent film by yourself and you're like in high school and you go to the movies by yourself all the time right. and you feel smarter than everyone. Right. And we were all like, mm-hmm. everyone in the circle was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing, you know, the lesbian rom-com better than chocolate and being like, you know. It, it says a lot about society and what it's just like. What stance it's, was it's, like taking? It's too
0: commercial, but I, don't I even like. Remember
3: it. if it was a good movie or not, and right. maybe it was, but it's you know I don't know. Right. It just it, it was always that that fun feeling to be like absolutely I'm, I'm cutting edge.
0: So was there anything I have integrity? Was there anything middle of the road in terms of your pop culture tastes back then? Where there must have been. I mean, music I still loved.
3: TV. Yeah, I did. It's so funny. The the TV stance is weird because I, I did grow up. Being obsessed with TV from everything, from like all the main teen shows, say by the Bell right. at Nine Hundred Two and sure. You know,
0: but they were secret passions that you wouldn't tell anyone about.
3: No, you know, I would tell. <laughs> it was weird. It was just like I had a divide between like these are things I like to watch, yeah, and this is what I want to do. Got it. My, I think it was like my third year at Cal Arts. I remember uh, one of my roommates' good friend booked a job on like a very well known. Television show in that same vein. Got it, and and I just remember it's just so funny to me now because I remember at the time being like, well, that's great for her, <laughs> like, like, cut to, do you know what I mean? Like the day after I graduate, just being like, so what? Is there any like TV? Well, that's what cut I was going to me, say. Like yeah. my first job is an episode of Hannah Montana. <laughs> <Right>. Like. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, does that go out
0: the window immediately when like reality hits and you're yes. like, you know what? I just need to work and get some stuff on the resume. In, in
3: my defense, I did do regional theater for about a year after mm-hmm. I, after I graduated, and I was doing Hamlet at the Rubicon Theater in Ventura County when I booked Mad Men.
0: Amazing. Okay. So
3: there was. I still was was doing a bit of theater then and was still, like, into that. But, yeah, absolutely. I feel like immediately you graduate and you're like, any job I can book, I'll
0: do. <laughs> what I was talking about before. Never mind.
3: <laughs> don't listen to me. I I know. I know. It's so strange. I don't know where that came from. So,
0: yes, infamously the first uh, gig, which is, hey, this is a nice mark on a resume, is Hannah Montana. Now, was she, was she in character? Was she, because she was leading two different lives then, Miley <laughs> and Hannah. Who did you it's meet? It's
3: true. Well, she was... In the scenes I was in, she was always Miley, so there was no okay, there pop wasn't star presence. Got it. I will say it's so weird to think about because it was the first season of that show. It was Miley Cyrus before she was Miley Cyrus, sure. and and I was so like I didn't know anything about the show. It was just something I some yeah. Disney show I auditioned for and got, and nothing had aired yet. You know, it was so I remember sitting at the table read and being like why is Billy Ray Cyrus here? He's not an actor. Like, right. I, was so, I was so like, is what Billy Ray Cyrus? I think Billy is Ray Cyrus. this show? And then, of course, just this phenomenon. But it was a funny, And actually, yeah. it was a really great. It makes a lot of sense transitionally coming out of theater school and doing theater. Sure. That the first TV job I did was a multicam job because right. it's like you're it's performing theater. for yeah. a live audience. And especially for Disney, it is still like theater. It's it's big.
0: Yeah. Now, did you did you watch her on VMAs the other night hosting? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but I think she smokes pot. She mentioned it once or twice. I don't twice.
3: think so. The jury's out. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the jury's still out on that one. I'm not, I just couldn't tell if she was being sarcastic. Super sarcastic. <laughs> That's her sense of humor. When Miley and I text these days. Right, because you've kept
0: in touch, obviously. Of
3: <laughs> um no i do love miley though i thought she, she's kind of amazing I, I don't know people say what you will i think you know yeah. do your thing yeah good on you just show that little bod <laughs> so fun
0: and music um is a huge part of your life still i would yeah. think i mean is the, uh, is the band still together the He's band still got- is
3: still together okay. we're singing the national anthem at a dodger game on the 19th that's crazy i know isn't that cool? That's amazing. We're excited and nervous. (laughs) Look,
0: I mean, Roseanne Barr is still working, and that infamously happened 20 years ago. I'm sort
3: of like, it's not not a playoffs game. It's not like the World Series. You're working your way up to playoff level. It's going to be fine, yeah. (laughs) Um, But we'll be back here in New York doing a show in November, November 21st. Nice. Yeah.
0: So what's the, I mean, are there... Because do you, do you, you haven't done, like, a musical, I think, yet, right? No. Is that something that you've gone up for, that you've pursued? Or is it just sort of like, when it happens, it happens? Or are they two part, different parts of your life in your your brain?
3: I I don't know. I guess I haven't gone out for any movie musicals, which I would totally be into doing. Yeah. But I would never want to do a Broadway musical. I just don't have the pipes, I don't think. as my, I've been singing all my life. I love to sing. Yeah. But we that's another – that's, that's a
0: crazy level of
3: – Well, it also – it's. yeah, I also just feel like in the endurance factor yeah. is insane. Those people are so talented, and it's a muscle. It's a machine, like, w- the thing that they're doing. It's yeah. not – I mean, a movie musical like, – you guess you have Les Mis where they're all doing the actual singing on the day, but you're also not – Doing that night after yeah, night, you have two to hit shows it on Sunday. Once, maybe for, twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you can always kind of go back in the studio and <laughs> rerecord.
0: Right, right, exactly. A little tweak on, on the knob there, please.
3: I would love to do it. I would love to do it. Although, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I was not, as much as I was a theater nerd, the one thing I was never super into. Was musicals, oh, really? Which is weird as a theater nerd, because yeah. every other theater person wants to be like, oh, my God, yeah. remember that scene in, you know.
0: <laughs> Thoroughly modern Millie, guys, can we exactly. talk?
3: Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I you don't were know a very it. very
0: particular kind of snob. You had your own little tract. <laughs> my own
3: little <laughs> <track>. niche. <laughs> So no. <laughs> so the
0: the career couldn't have m- gone much I mean in a great way uh, uh, those first few years especially when Mad Men happened but like it that couldn't have been what you had charted or thought in your brain that was going to happen.
3: Not at all so different. But I just like I said I'm joking about leaving theater school and, and and immediately losing my integrity. I also feel like the truth to that is is that there I don't know there's this immediately there's this immediate reality that sets in that one is like, you do want to have a job and every job is exciting and valid. And you sort of immediately realize, oh, I can do good work sure. anywhere yeah. in any medium. It doesn't it's need not to be like in that one thing I, thing, thing I thought I was going to do. Yeah, that there, whatever opportunity, I can make the best of that opportunity. And yeah. it still excites me, which is cool. Versus me thinking before, like, that I would just look down my nose at these television shows, which obviously that was not the <laughs> case. But the other side of it is just that you can't plan your career at all. No. I used to, when I was in high school, I remember, especially being like planning my road to the Oscars, you know, I would be like, well, the first thing I will do will be an independent film or a period piece. This was like m- <laughs> my, based on to having watched a lot of indie movies and well, having watched a ton of movies in general. Sure. And I think just that was my like algorithm I developed for like, this a is is the newcomer's path to success, success. Yeah, if exactly. no one knows I need, you. need a corset for one or two roles then I need Well I, was, I think the logic was like they'll take a chance on you in an indie because which obviously is the case because <laughs> they you know they're not it's it's not as big a risk. They're not putting up as much money. Sure. And then just with period pieces, I felt like they were always casting unrecognizable people because you you wanted to believe that you were lost
0: in that yeah time. lost in that
3: time. So there you go.
0: You, it seems like a sensible plan.
3: Yeah, and and technically you could say I was not too far off because Mad Men.
0: There you go. Period. So what do you... I mean? You, you must pick up uh, over the years different lessons, different. I mean, there's that there, there couldn't be diff, more different shows. The two shows, right? And, and I know often you were sometimes even shooting them literally the same day if yeah, you had to, yeah. right?
3: I mean, <laughs> a couple times,
0: which is crazy. So I mean, what did I mean? In retrospect, I mean, this is a, it must be a really cool, exciting time for you because they both kind of have come to. It, it seems community. You never know who the hell knows, but
1: <laughs> <well>. <laughs> know.
0: but it seems like they both come to an end, um, and this whole new uh, period starts for you. But like, do you have a little perspective on both community and Mad Men, and sort of see like different different things you took away from each experience that were different?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Especially because they were so different, and even the vibes on set were so opposite for me in my experience. Um, And I'm sure that doesn't just have to do with them being two very different shows, but also being a regular on one show. And those people are like your family and being recurring on another show. It's just, you have a little more distance from, from the show and from everyone. But
0: did you find that you had to like, like, because I'm sure. Yeah. Like that community, you're, you're, you're one of the key people there that's like driving that show. And I'm yeah. sure maybe there's a different level of comfort there.
3: Yeah. Like did oh, you find definitely. yourself
0: acting differently just off camera 100%. on one to the other? One hundred
3: percent. I would we would I would laugh on the set of Community, I would be like, "You guys," as I was like dancing with like in my underwear, you know, <laughs> and like a fur vest. I'd be like, "You guys wouldn't even recognize me on the set of Mad Men. I am so professional. I'm silent. I do not speak until spoken to. Right. I'm like focused. And I think because you're taking the work very seriously, yeah. not that we didn't, you know, take it seriously on Community, but just very quickly." It is your family. You're spending the amount of hours that I spent with all those people. Yeah. And we worked long hours on community. And it was usually all of us there all the time. Right. And just the nature of that set, it's comedy. We all were just joking and be, we would just get stupid <laughs> after a certain point. And it was that way all six years. And it was fantastic. That yeah. t- the, Being on the set of community was really like... Like being at my best friend's house for a sleepover in fifth grade. Right. Is like being on the community for six years. Exactly. Where I like have a toilet paper bikini on and we're like making a fake music video. Right. Like this is the kind of stuff we're doing on the set of community. Whereas on Mad Men we're sitting there going, Oh, this is really nuanced. Mm -hmm. I'd be looking over the material and kind of thinking, (laughs) what, you know, what does she mean when sure. she's saying this, but she's meaning something else? And then on community, we'd just be like,
0: there's a, there's a fart machine. I was just going to say there's
3: farts, <laughs> farts, boobs, boogers. Like just couldn't have been less mature.
0: Matthew Weiner loves a good fart joke. People don't know that.
3: I think he, I think he probably does. Might
0: appreciate it. So, I mean, given our, our discussion of sort of like having to, you know, having the best laid plans, you know, going out the window once you leave school mm-hmm. and, you know, coming off of these shows now and, and you know, Getting this lead performance in 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 this kind of film, you know what's is the is the lesson? Like, I definitely don't want to do TV, or I know enough now to be open to anything, and whatever comes comes. Yeah,
3: definitely more the second one, especially because even in the amount of time since I've been in school and was so snobbish about it, TV has changed so much, and and there are so many amazing opportunities for actors in television right now. There's right. so much good work being done. Well,
0: and also summer like you can do a six or 10 episode thing and not your, your entire seasons, year is not key. shot. That's right?
3: key. A short season is key. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's that's where a community would like, you know, kind of shoot us in the leg yeah. <laughs> when we're doing 25 episodes or something. I
0: got to think, but yeah, anybody like that's working in like the network model now of those like 24 episode shows looks at everybody else dated. being like... God, what did I do? I mean,
3: well, it's also, I don't even know how. Get me how, out of here! I don't know how we survived it. Our first three seasons of Community, we did twenty-two to twenty-five episodes, and then our last three seasons, we did. 13, and we would finish the 13 and be like, Oh my God! Hold me! How did we made it through? (laughs) Like, like, I don't know. I go, How did we ever do twice that amount? That seems nuts. But I mean, but we always, it's always, you're just laughing and having a great time. So obviously, it sounds like it would be easy to get through. But um, (laughs) it's
0: still work at the end of the day, even if it's the greatest group of people.
3: Yes. But anyway, to to answer your question, to continue to answer your question, I think openness in general. I think the more uh, the more I work, the more jobs I go out for that I don't get. The more yeah. I learn to just be open and grateful, yeah. you know. And the and then the right things are going to come your way. And that doesn't mean, <clears throat> you know, you still can pick and choose what yeah. you enjoy doing, what you want to do, and things that are not quite for you. But I I definitely am much more open and just usually just excited to be working on whatever.
0: Is is there, when you think of like the auditions, which I'm sure any actor's done a, a thousand and, you know, the percentage just is, it's never like, <laughs> I, got, I get 80% it's, of my <laughs> <laughs> auditions, I get them all. Is there one that got away? Is there one you look back like, oh, that was going to change things. I felt like that was going to be it.
3: I mean, yes. Yes and no. It's tough. I would, I mean, probably... There's like two or three that were like, who? Were you, you're out for that role. Yeah. You're in the running, and people are using the term "game changer." And you're like, <laughs> oh, well, now I'm definitely not going to get it. I, this is disaster. <laughs> don't say that Dumed. word. <laughs> but at the same time, with those projects, I don't know. It's, who's to say? It's 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 like then the movie comes out, or maybe you you're up for a role and and it was a big deal or not, and the movie comes out and it does great. Yeah, but you think. I mean, not to, I don't I, this is a terrible thing to say, but I was going to say, maybe it wouldn't have done as well if I had been in that role. <laughs> maybe that was the magic combination yeah, that made that thing sure. successful. I think of that when when you look back at, you know, you always hear trivia about, like, Molly Ringwald was up for the Rolling Ghost and yeah. Demi Moore got it instead. And you're sort of like, would that movie have been the same? We right. all love Molly Ringwald, but right. like... I don't know. Yeah, what, what, I don't like, see
0: Molly Ringwald with clay in her hands. I don't no.
3: see her with Whoopi Goldberg intertwining <laughs> fingers sensually <laughs> no. before they cut away so that you forget that then she's kissing a woman. They were very shy about it then. It's
0: true. You're clearly um, working some stuff out right now. But
3: you know what I mean? You, I feel like you hear a lot of those stories for, for different iconic movies. Absolutely. And it doesn't always quite make sense. So I I don't know. I guess I just like to be an optimist and think when it's meant to be mine, it'll be mine. Yeah. I'll knock it out of the park. Until then, I'll just do the best I can.
0: Do you know what, what you're off to do after this little press tour runs out?
3: No. But, you know, I just finished a movie here in New York again called How to Be Single. Oh, that's got a cool cast, too. Yeah. I Dakota yeah. Johnson, Rebel Wilson, Leslie Mann. Damon Wayans Jr., Anders Holm, Jason Manzukis it was great, nice, really fun. That so Manzoukas that I'm not, guy is
0: pretty funny. Manczukas
3: oh is the best. <laughs> I—he and I try to just—I feel like I've set a goal where I'm just like, can we just work on everything together? Oh my god! Yeah. From now on, is there a way? And I think so far we've been—we have a pretty good track yeah. record.
0: Do you ever uh, listen to or have you been on how to this get made? No, I oh haven't. He just
3: asked me to do their live show, but I couldn't. It's amazing. So I was out of town. Yeah. Yeah, 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 He's the best.
0: Yeah. So um, in our last remaining moments, I've got this weird sketchy Indiana Jones fedora on my desk. Oh. It's got some random questions in there. Oh, so, oh I can see you're really upset. Oh. <laughs> oh. For those wondering what that sound is, that's Alison Brie going into catatonic shock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, Alison! <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, you don't have to answer all of them because they're like 6,000, but uh, but try your walk, oh. see what's in there. Mm. That's the rummaging story. You fold sound.
3: these in a, in a certain way, like to entice people. It's, to there's nothing friends. enticing
0: about that because it looks ratty and gross. You can be honest. It does look
3: gross. How many people's hands have been in a here? A
0: lot. But they're all celebrities, so it's okay. Oh.
3: Favorite book? For a long time, I always said A Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius oh. by Dave Eggers, Eggers, Eggers sure. which I love until I just read The Circle, and now maybe that has surpassed it. Oh, as yeah, my I've heard about book. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also just read. Um, Freedom by Jonathan Franzen, yes. and that was incredible. Nice. But I find it's tough to have a favorite book. It's like having a favorite movie. I feel like that you just continue right. to read more and watch more.
0: The next paper is gonna say favorite movie. I probably. know it is. And
3: I'm like, well, I have a short <laughs> list actually that I made recently because I'm like, I can never remember be too. That's my smart. real favorite movie when people ask that. It's a
0: mood thing, too.
3: Have I ever been arrested? Pat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a yes! <laughs> Wasn't a <laughs> felony. <fall in knee? laughs>
3: Who's your favorite Batman? Oh, Michael Keaton. I, I Michael Keaton and I'm just totally aging myself when I say that. But like when I watch neighbors and Rogan sits there with Zach Efron being like, Who's your Batman? Exactly. And they both do it. I'm like, Keaton is so my Batman. He was the best. And Absolutely. I loved his little whisper. He has a cute mouth. That I'm a big pouty lips Keaton fan. Delicious. Yeah. I skipped
0: school. I skipped a. Uh, school to go to Batman on opening day.
3: Oh my God. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I skipped, what did I I skip school to see (laughs) when they redid the, uh, you know, Star Wars episode. What was like the first (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I respect I was... you so
0: much for that. Wait, you were a snob and you went to see *Phantom Menace*. That was—I your...
3: <laughs> had a nerdy boyfriend. We were all into it. I know. Can you believe it? But I and That's I amazing. because I was 18, right. but I was still finishing. I was like in senior year in high school, and I was able to write my own sick note to leave school. <laughs> so just like. Allison is sick. Wait, signed, signed by you? Allison. Because i was like a legal adult. And then we just give it to them. And then we just went to see the movies. And then we were like, that wasn't worth skipping No, George school. R. Biggs
0: hasn't really... Set the world didn't on fire. I do it. It's, uh... I'm really
3: drawn to this super folded up one, but I feel like it's a trick. <laughs> it's
0: probably I a trick. I keep trying to avoid it. It's a subpoena Favorite movie? for you, the felony no. that you've committed years ago.
3: Oh, what movie do you know by heart? Okay. The American President. Oh,
0: that's like a perfect movie.
3: It's a great movie. The Last
0: Speech, the whole thing. I love
3: it's... it so much.
0: Is that a Sorkin dialogue? You'd like to dig into that at some point. That you want to walk down a hall quickly and <laughs> just spout off a lot of dialogue.
3: When I when I first after I graduated from CalArts, I took classes at Leslie Kahn and Company in Los Angeles. Great place to take classes, especially when you're just learning how to audition sure. for TV and stuff like that. And she ever did a day or a week of of Sorkin where we had to walk and talk <laughs> while doing the scenes. <laughs> feels nearly impossible, it but now after working impossible. on Community right, and there's a lot there. talk yeah. so fast a lot of the time, Annie's like, you know, she's, a, she's like a smart character, so <laughs> <laughs> you should send a lot him, of zippy dialogue. <laughs> send
0: Aaron the box set of Community as your audition tape, <laughs> you're in the next one.
3: He would love that. I think so. When I was a kid, my hero was...
0: Sir Lawrence Olivier. I know, like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> um God, clearly I didn't have one. Maybe my dad. I used to really admire <sighs> I used to still really really admire turned on me. that my dad has always <laughs> continued to write music and play gigs his whole life right. even after sort of giving up that dream as his main source of income and working yeah. a regular job and doing stuff like that. Um, he writes new songs, you know, every week. He writes a new song all the time. And, awesome. and, and he still plays out and does gigs. I, I just have always found it really admirable. And I used to sing with him a lot, and it was always just a really special I'm thing.
0: Sure. You determine your own end, by the way. Don't feel obligated to do. Oh, what, what, do I? What, I'm what, having
3: so much fun with that. Good. Go for
0: it. Bryce Dallas Howard basically emptied the entire hat. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> This one says... Karaoke oh God yes please <laughs> where <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh a karaoke when I used to do um, I used to do a ton of karaoke summer between maybe freshman and sophomore year in college at this place in Burbank called dimples <laughs> and I just <laughs> don't even want to know. It was, like, just <laughs> debaucherous. What was
0: your jam back then? Has we it changed often, over the years? Or?
3: Mm, we often sang I Touch Myself by Classic. the...
0: Yeah.
3: Do you pronounce it Divinals? Divinals? <laughs>
0: I, I usually don't Divinals. pronounce it at all.
3: By the Divinals. <laughs> um, <laughs> <It> depends <laughs> if you're in a corset or
0: not in a period piece.
3: <laughs> Singing I Touch Myself. Yes. It's a very refined song. And we would do a lot of uh, Pat Benatar. Very nice. Also, when I was in high school, I was always doing, like, When I was in high school, we would sneak into this place called Mr. T's Bowl in Highland Park. There's a bowling alley, but also a bar. And it was owned by this really old man, Mr. T. Not the actual
0: Mr. T. No, it
3: was like old man (laughs) T. And he would let in, you know, 16-year-olds. So we would go. (laughs) We would go and we would sing a lot of Pat Benatar, like any Pat Benatar song. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Is that where you want to end it? No, because I have one in my hand. Okay, let's hear it.
3: Should drugs and or prostitution be legalized? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this took a turn.
0: Thank you for opening that last oh one. Oh, my
3: God. I kind of saw galized, and I thought, like, hmm, this will be interesting. If you don't want
0: to go that route, we can go to another one.
3: Well, I'm, I'm more surprised that prostitution is there. I mean, absolutely, marijuana should be legalized. It practically Listen is in Miley, California yeah. anyway, and I feel like... Marijuana. Come on. Right. Let's, let's, it's, it's not as dangerous as alcohol. Right. I just think everyone's doing it. Let's just let them. <laughs> All um, the cool kids
0: are doing it. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Come on, guys. Probably that's the only drug that should really be
0: Yeah. You're not legalized. advocating heroin to, for the masses. Oh, and heroin. And heroin. Thank you.
3: I was, that, that just slipped my mind. That was the other One, it's just like an easy... It's a good
0: two-pack, I find. (laughs) I smoke a little
3: joint, I shoot a little heroin, (laughs) then I drive to my nephew's soccer game. Normal. Um, Prostitution, that's a tough one. I mean, yeah. I I say yeah. Okay. I, I guess I've never really thought about it enough to have a stance on it, but I suppose... You know, if that's the way someone wants to make their living, shouldn't they be allowed to do what they want with their body?
0: There you go, kids.
3: Although maybe it's better if it's not legalized because then they'd be taxed on it. They wouldn't really be recouping the whole amount. I feel like they would be doing themselves a disservice.
0: We're going to bring in our next podcast guest, Bernie Sanders, (laughs) to figure this one out for us. (laughs) In the meantime... Let's remind the folks, Sleeping with Other People, a great new film. Check it out, guys. Opens. This
3: uh, next Friday. Amazing. September 11th. And
0: then check out uh, uh, the amazing national anthem rendition. Good luck. September
3: 19th, if you're in Los Angeles. You're going to kill it. Or have baseball channels in the upper (laughs) echelon of your cable. They film those things? (laughs) I feel like someone recently, I was saying to someone, we're not that nervous. It's not the playoffs, it's not televised or anything. And they were like, I'm pretty sure every baseball game is televised. Yeah somewhere and i was like oh great you'll be fine you're gonna kill it i'm sure as you do
0: all things uh thank you so Thanks. much for stopping by today thank it's good to see you yeah, this
2: is great. hey i'm steven dubner i'm james altucher we both make podcasts i do one called freakonomics radio And I do one called the James Altucher Show. Very uh, cunning name there. Yes, um, I admit my narcissism. We've been podcasting a while, but we've never podcasted together, and that's what today represents. Is the beginning of our first joint project called Question of the Day? Is that a good name, Question of the Day? It's going to sound kind of like this. What words do you think the English language needs? What words or expressions are missing? What can you teach me now in the next 10 minutes that'll be useful for the rest of my life? What is the best way to start an engaging conversation with a stranger? Has your memory suffered when you were in your late 40s? Can't remember back to the late 40s. <laughs> are we recording? I don't know, but shouldn't waste good conversation. Yeah, yeah, no, let's on we're, just conversation. We're, we're, we're <laughs> Each episode is gonna be about 10 minutes long. But 10 of the most action-packed minutes you've ever heard in podcasting. It's a very fortified podcast. It's fortified, kinda like a -a one-a-day vitamin, kinda like question of the day podcast vitamin. So if you're short on time but long on curiosity, you don't wanna miss it. You can find us at earwolf.com and iTunes. Or your favorite podcasting app. Pop, 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 (laughs)
0: Pop.
1: Pop?
3: Pop. 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 Pop.
0: Wolf
1: Pop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gourley, and Paul Scheer.